Shabbat Shalom. The Torah reading for this week is entitled Lech Lecha, which means you go. It is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through chapter 17, verse 27. Now this chapter begins the account of Abram's life, walk of faith. God called one man to forget to begin the fulfillment of his promise in Genesis 3 and 15. From this one man, God would bless the whole earth. God called Abram while he was in Hiram. Adonai promised to give Abram a land, a great name, a great nation, and a blessing that was spread throughout the entire world. Now, this call was completely of grace, and the blessings of this covenant was totally from the Lord's loving kindness. Now, it took real faith for Abram to respond to these promises since he and his wife were aging in years. With hindsight, Adonai has fulfilled his promises. Israel has her land. The Jews have blessed all nations by giving us the Bible and Messiah. And Abraham's name is revered by Jews, Muslims, Christians, and even unbelievers. When Abram left Haram, Lot went with him. This was a mistake. Lot's father, Haram, was dead, so Abram took his young nephew under his protection. Later, this would create serious problems. God would have to separate Lot from Abram before he could advance his plan for the patriarch's life. Abraham goes from Canaan to Egypt to escape a famine. famine. Afraid for his life, Abram tells Sarai to pretend she is his sister. Pharaoh rewards Abram with riches for Sarai's sake, intending to marry her. Adonai plagues Pharaoh and his household for his plans to marry Sarai. Pharaoh rebukes Abram for his deceit and sends him and Sarai away. In chapter 13, Abram returns to Bethel where he first pitched his tent and built an altar. There he worships Adonai again. The herdsmen of Abram and Lot have a dispute over grazing rights. Abram allows Lot to select his own land and Lot foolishly choose land close to the morally perverted city of Sodom. After Lot's departure, Adonai again promised to make Abram's descendants as numerous as the dust of the earth and to give them the land of Canaan. In chapter 14, a war occurs with four allied kings and the five kings of Canaan. The four kings attacked the Canaanites. The armies of Sodom and Gomorrah were defeated, their kings killed, and the city plundered. Lot, his family, and possessions are also taken captive and carried away. Abram is informed of the plight of his nephew. Abram arms 318 trained servants and pursues them north to rescue Lot. Abram devises men and initiates a surprise attack at night 
Abram defeats the armies of the four kings and Lot is rescued. Now on his return, Abram meets Melchizedek, the king of Salem and priest of God most high. Melchizedek shares wine and bread with Abram and blesses him. Abram gives Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he recovered from the battle. But now in stark contrast, Abram refused to take anything from the wicked king of Sodom. In chapter 15, Abram had had an audience with two kings, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and the wicked king of Sodom. Now he has an audience with the third king, the king of heaven and earth. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Abram, don't be afraid. I will defend you and give you a great reward. Now, it had been at least 10 years since Adonai promised to make Abram a great nation and Abram still had no son. Now, if he had no son, all his inheritance would fall to Eleazar, the one who helped him manage his affairs. God's responded by telling him to look at the stars and say as your descendants would be as numerous as the stars of heaven. And here. For the first time, the word believed is used in scripture. The Torah says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, this is the key principle about the way people are saved. We are saved by believing what God says. We are saved by faith in Yeshua and his word not by works or not by anything that we do. We also need one other thing to be saved, a sacrifice. Salvation is based on the blood of a sacrifice. Adonai then made a covenant, an agreement with Abram that involved a sacrifice. Now it was customary in that day for the parties in an agreement to walk between the pieces of an animal that had been slain. This sealed the agreement, but this covenant, God alone walked between the pieces. The covenant was all of grace and dependent solely upon the Lord. Adonai is faithful and will keep his covenant with Abram. Now, this chapter shows us that there could be no airship without sonship. No righteousness without faith, no assurance without promise and the blessings and no blessings without suffering. And Abraham could only see the stars from the darkness. Now, in chapter 16, Sarai convinces Abram to have a son through her servant, Hagar. After Hagar conceived, she begins to look down upon Sarai. And after suffering much harsh treatment from the frustrated Sarai, Hagar flees to the desert. The angel of the Lord comes to her and tells her to return to Sarai and submit to her authority. He also told her that she will have innumerable descendants through her unborn son, who will be called Ishmael, meaning God hears. Now, in chapter 17, 13 years later, Adonai's promises to Abram grew more magnificent. His name would be changed to Abraham, meaning the father of a multitude of nations. 
Yet Abram knew that God had not deceived him. His new name and his wife's new name, Sarai, meaning princess, would be perpetual reminders of God's sure word. God's covenant to Abram was repeated, and Abram was charged with the responsibility to circumcise his son and entire household as part of the covenant. Something to think about. Abraham had 318 battle-trained servants. They were not only faithful servants, but also skillful with the sword and shield. Now, recently, our brothers and sisters have been abducted by the enemy. Now, using God's mighty weapons, how skillful are we with the sword, the word of God, or the shield, faithful and persistent prayer? Look around, family. This is real. Shabbat Shalom.